Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. You know, it just occurs to me that if I keep going along with finding the next person who mentions someone who's very interesting and then reach out to that person and connect with them, I'll be somewhere in the thousands on my podcasting. And I think that may be just a few too many for anyone to listen to. But it's so much fun to hear someone mention a person who was influential in their life. And I say, well, give me some information. Help me find that person. And this is what happened when Theo Ford Stiegler, who was talking about his experience at Bowling Green University as a student, said, well, my favorite teacher was Jane Wheeler. So I said, well, is she still there? No, she's retired. Help me find her. Well, I tracked Jane down finally there in the southwest corner of Colorado, where she's established her home. She said, I'm in sight of the famous mesas, and she seems very content. So it was a wonderful conversation, both to catch up with Jane, with whom I served on the Organization Behavior Teaching Society board, and also would see at these annual meetings. We're always happy to see each other. So this is a bit of a reunion that you're listening to, but also she's another management educator who really believed in the practitioner, really taught to the future of her students. Just ask Theo. <laughs> so here's Jane Wheeler. Well, folks, here I am again with a dear colleague with whom I served on the board of the then called Organization Behavior Teaching Society. Uh, we were the type who probably whispered during the meeting <laughs> occasionally <laughs> and, and, got, and got the kind of the, the, the serious uh, eye from our chair. But uh, it was because we enjoy each other. We enjoyed that wonderful responsibility, that society. And that always seemed to take place right next to this wonderful uh, conference, which took place in a number of different campuses around the country. Well, a lot of us have reached past the years of being professors. Jane is an emeritus associate professor from Bowling Green University. And just before I turned on the recording, I teased her a little bit and I said, you know, someone from Bowling Green uh, said, I, I really have to catch up with Jane Wheeler. And that was Theo Ford ah, Stiller, yes. <laughs> yes. who, uh, volunteered very enthusiastically that you were probably the most influential teacher that he had in his master's program. Uh, and of course, with Steve Cady in the mix too, you, he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't leave Steve Cady out. I understand, especially now, that, especially now that he pretty much works with Steve. So That's right. Yeah, he, he yeah. And, and Carol Gorlick uh, and yeah. Steve have, put together uh, something called the Nexus for Change and yeah. my library, LLC. In fact, I'm very close to uh, finishing an agreement to uh, take Peter Bale's last manuscript, somewhat yeah. unfinished, but certainly 
with Peter yeah. being in it deeply in it uh, and finish that up. So that's the context that Theo and I were talking one day fairly recently. I uh, we lose track of each other. We four are board, former board members, uh, and the conference used to kind of get us back together if we could travel. Um, but uh, fortunately, now we have Zoom. Jane there in Colorado, me here in Connecticut, and we're going to maybe a little bit of memory lane. But uh, I want to start with something that I find very hopeful for all of us who have moved past uh, that wonderful time when a university sort of defined our existence and gave us structure and form and gave us rosters of students. Jane, I know that uh, you shared with me that there are a couple, couple of moments where your health challenges just made it really hard for you in your last few years, but you persisted. So tell me first and foremost about your greatest love, which is teaching. <laughs> or have yes. I or have I started a terrible rumor? <laughs> no, no, not at all. First off, Dave, I just want to say what a pleasure it is to re reconnect with you. Mm. Uh, you are absolutely correct. My memories of uh, uh, OBTC and being there with you and acting up, being totally <laughs> mischievous. I, I, yes, I remember that well. So thank you. Mm -hmm. I still have the uh, old t-shirts that I wear to bed at night, you know? <laughs> you gotta use them. <laughs> and uh, actually- good quality t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there is actually uh, another person that I have somewhat remained in contact with and that's David Bradford. Yes. And, um, he, I ran into, I first met him at, uh, oh, I don't know, it must have been 2000 or sometime early on with OBTC. Mm -hmm. And I'm mentioning him only because uh, you had mentioned the Theo, Steve Cady, mm -hmm. the Nexus for Change, the library they're putting together. Mm -hmm. And um, I know Dave and I were working on something around, a chapter around T-groups. Mm -hmm. So I just put that out there. But mm -hmm. in answer to your question, whether or not uh, my greatest love is te was teaching, I, yeah, I think it has been met for many years. Well, I, I was at Bowling Green. This Bowling Green was my second life. I had spent the first many years of my life back in Boston, as you may be able to tell from my accent. I love that accent. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, I had spent. What were you doing in Boston? I'm sorry. Where, what were you up to in Boston? Well, I've I had um, I was working at uh, AT and T and Nine X, what is what they were called at the time. Sure. Um, and I had a variety of sales, marketing, HR types of positions, but. I finally allowed myself to recognize that I had always wanted to be a college professor. There you go. So when I was in the mid thirties, I finally got the gumption, so to speak. If you and I were talking offline, I'd really tell you what I got. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and uh, I quit my job and applied to Case Western Reserve out in uh, Cleveland. Yeah. 
went out there, got my doctorate, and uh, ended up at Bowling Green State University for the next 20 years. Oh, I've got to pause you right here. That is such a wonderful story of, you know, real proof of love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people have to know who don't know our world that one does not just go off and earn a, a doctorate, particularly at a renowned program like Case, which is very, very much one of our thought leaders yes. in the org behavior, org design field. And uh, that took gumption, some dollars, some sacrifice, uh, but it really was a, ch a life changer, wasn't it, Jane? To have yes, it was. Yes, it was very much so. I, you know, and it was funny, Dave. Um, when I was packing, I owned a home uh, outside of Boston. I had just sold it. And I was going through my basement full of all kinds of family memorabilia and Jane memorabilia, all that kind of stuff as I was packing up. And when I was doing it, I found an essay that I had written when I was 12 years old. Wow. This was 25 years later. Wow. And essentially what it said is when I grew up, I was going to first go to Wellesley College was right, you know, was about a 10 minute drive from my family home. Mm -hmm. And it said I would go to a school like Mount, uh, Wellesley College, where I ended up at Mount Holyoke, which is another seven sister school. It's a sister, yeah. Yeah. And then I um, ended up, and it also said I was going to get my doctorate in teach. And at 12. Uh, at 12? Yeah, at 12 years old, I have no idea <laughs> how I knew. I don't even know how I knew what a doctorate was I at know, that age. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, you were close to Wellesley. Maybe you, a few of your neighbors might have had doctors on their names, but they most likely were men back then, unfortunately. Well, my father was a, he was a surgeon. So I, oh, you know, so okay. there was that. But the whole idea of getting my doctorate Somehow I knew, and now I was 25 years later when I found that essay. Oh my Lord. I started crying. I absolutely oh started crying. I, 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 can't, started. I, I cannot imagine how good that felt yeah. to, know, to know at that point yeah. that you, you had made that change. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. you were like several folks that I've had conversations with for this podcast in the real world before you became, you were practitioners before yeah. you became academics. Yeah. And in fact, uh, I think I mentioned Carol Gorlick and yeah. she worked in the same industry, the initially in the AT&T world. And, yeah. uh, and it was, uh, in fact, I think I, when I introduced her podcast, I called her kind of a pioneer because she had to be by choice, the first two, the first woman too, and you fill in the gaps. Yeah. You have a similar experience in those yes, years that you were working I in did. the Boston? Very much so. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I, I remember when I was working in Boston, um, there were uh, there were many times that I was either the one of the first or the first. I also, interestingly enough, remember I was uh, in one of the sales divisions and there was one black man. In that whole company, and then well, that, in, the, in that in the division. division that I was, you know, yeah. pretty much that I was in. Yeah. So you know, uh, 
I guess I am showing my age a little bit, Dave. <laughs> well, yeah. fortunately, that would not be yeah. true today, uh, fortunately. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But there were times back in Boston, and I yeah. grew up in Portland, not far from yeah. there. And our, our, uh, Portland, Maine, right? Portland, Maine, yeah. Because out here, even when I was in Ohio, whenever you said Portland, it meant Oregon. Oh, what's wrong with those people? I know, they, I agree with two you. two Portlands, maybe yes. more than two, but yeah. we're the real, we were the real Portland. They were... Uh, I get it. I they get named it. themselves later, yeah. you know, in their poverty news. But... Uh, Yes, and I think that maybe the spirit uh, you're you're willing to take those risks to go with the discomfort of being yeah. among the first uh, was also perhaps being prompted a bit by this twelve year old's letter, yeah. saying, "Look, I'm I am I'm I can I see ways no, that help people. I can teach them things." <laughs> I had no memory of that until I found it. You know, know. twenty five years later. But I think the spirit of that must have yeah. been there, Jane, because yeah. I, I sense that knowing you that while you were maybe administering, selling, you name it, you were doing it in a in a way of teaching that you were looking after well, that was the knowledge, right. the knowledge of other people. You're right. I remember uh, uh, one of the stories that I use I used to share as a college professor with my students. Um, was basically, I, you know, by the time I left the phone company uh, or Marbell, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I was, I had a few, I had a few administrative t- type people working for me, and I remember one of my, one of the uh, people who was working for me. You know, she said, Jane. I don't want to learn this from you. I just want to do the job. You know, that whole idea oh. that I was then being uh. a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. she probably represented, unfortunately, quite a few of our students yeah. who said, I just want my three credits. <laughs> exactly. Give me a decent grade. Yeah. But I, 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 I certainly broke them of that because yeah. like you, I made sure my teaching experiences were so interesting for them and to yeah. them and of them that yeah. they couldn't avoid uh, showing a bit of enthusiasm for learning. Exactly. But in working, however, in the corporate world then and now, is you don't always get the feeling that it's even right to be, you know, kind of teaching someone yeah. to do something. It would be like give them give them the handbook, give them the script. Nowadays, give them the link, yeah. and they on the YouTube's, but. Uh, when you made that transition to Case, did you start teaching at Case while you were in your yeah. doctoral program? Yeah, yeah. How did that? Do you remember how that felt? And maybe well, I, what I remember is because I was like in my late thirties at this time, and mm-hmm. there was a uh, a young uh, female professor. I won't say too much about her because she still works, and who knows if she? I'm sure you know her and that kind of stuff. Probably. But, yeah. <laughs> But I remember um, the first time I'm I'm a TA, you know, a, a mm-hmm. teaching assistant, grad student kind of thing, and the first time she asked me to make copies. Oh no! <laughs> Keep in mind, I had I had an office back in Boston with a with an office overlooking Boston Harbor. <laughs> and administrative assistants of exactly, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm asked to. Uh, Oh, to Lord. make some copies and uh, anyway, oh, so did, to did make that, a long was she story, trying to show you a teacher? No, I don't. Think or did she really mean it? 
I don't think she she realized the inner turmoil that I was with. Oh Lord. You know, so yeah, it was yeah. it was that kind of thing. And uh, but then you got your own class. And, yes. You know, that, yeah. How did that feel? I'm I'm making you go way back in your memory because no, 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 you've had fine. so many wonderful teaching yeah. moments since. But no, that's really is the one that the first time you're the professor oh yeah there they are yeah, you've got no. x number of weeks ahead to make yeah, all of it i i remember um well as a ta as a you know when being having my own class i don't i do actually what i remember more and uh, my just my advisor my dissertation advisor was richard boy arts who oh, i'm wow. sure you're familiar with him oh absolutely he's very famous and i remember one of the i uh, was the you know teacher if you will of record even though i was just a grad student and it was one of the first times uh, i had a slew of papers that i had just read or i was grading and I was having a, meet, a meeting with Richard, and there had been this one this one student who had he pretty much did whatever he could to irritate me. <laughs> you know, I I think I think that was his secret uh, desire. <laughs> and I remember I I was in with which uh, I was I don't know if it was in his office or in his living room, whatever. And I remember I said, Richard, what am I going to do about this one student's paper? He, uh, you know, he, he really has been a complete thorn in my side. Mm -hmm. So he read it. And he, you know, he came to me af afterwards and he said, Jane, he made, well, basically what he did, he made me look at how it was written, even though I own cats and I've, I've owned cats for like ever. Mm -hmm. And one of the thing, one of the things the paper was about, I was asking them to articulate the values and how the values are shaping them as leaders. Mm -hmm. And so this student started, you know, in his effort to take me off, he said, even if I had, and I remember this, even if I have to take Fluffy's head and put it in a vice, he was trying to make the point around mm. animal testing. Mm. And Richard helped me be able to pull myself out of it. Ah. And the student ended up getting an A. Yeah. That is that that's a profound story. Yeah. And and it if um uh, and I can almost hear Richard saying, you know, that to you. Yeah, uh, yeah. That one of the things that I know of Case over the years is that you would might even call them contrary thinkers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, out of the box, you know, all the words yeah. were accepted there. And in fact, if you weren't showing that kind of independent thought, you yeah. probably would have had a tough row. But you carried that through. What was your dissertation, Jane? It was on, oh boy, it was on Richard had put together, he like a, I don't know, 25, 30 year longitudinal study mm -hmm, mm -hmm. looking at MBA students and looking at change and uh, learning and development, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And my 
the a portion of my well my dissertation was around uh, I got in touch with a subset of all these students um, anywhere from like 18 to 36 months post MBA mm -hmm. and looked at where they were in the training and development and look at the whole process. I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little rough right now in terms of re remembering exactly all that it was, but yeah. it was yeah. very much related to uh, Richard's um, work. Yeah, well, that uh, yeah. he's still, I hope I'm not. Uh, oh, no, not at all. It wrong because yeah. I was on a yeah. uh, international yeah uh call uh some months ago that yeah. may, maybe uh, actually steve katie had set up where could be richard was yeah. talking about still doing yeah. the longitudinal studies yes, exactly. part of, you had part of an important history yes. for the uh organization development and change yes. world um, so that was a nice piece yes. so i'm gonna i'm gonna push you right out to bowling green university that yeah. you came straight from case to yes. the Yes. Mm -hmm. And I uh, was, uh, I was fortunate uh, when I, um, I, I had applied um, to a few different programs for my uh, postdoctorate work or whatever for my mm -hmm. first job, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I, um, by the time I began looking at acceptances, Bowling Green I was attracted to because I didn't get this at the time, but I can see it clearly see it now. My first off, Bowling Green recognized that I had a strong OBOD, organizational development, organizational background mm -hmm. uh, with the case doctorate. So that was one of the reasons. And the other reason that I chose uh, Bowling Green. Um, and I, I like this. I was just talking about this the other day to one of the, to Bowling Green's, one of their current mm -hmm. uh, doctoral students. I really like the fact that the organizational behavior focus, even, I mean, even, and unlike American University where it's part of, I don't know if it's the school of education or whatever. Yeah, some schools don't even have yeah. it. Yeah. It is part of the business school yeah. and yeah. go figure. I have no idea how I knew this, but it was important to me. I think because of my prior work experience and stuff, sure. it, it was important to me to have impact on the future business leaders of the world. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. that's, that's what, how I ended up at Bowling Green. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I got tenure mm -hmm. right before all my life health issues came to be, to, mm -hmm. to be. but um, I've always, um, I don't know how we do in time-wise. I want to I make sure there's a, there's, there's a newer story that I want to make sure, but it's post-BG, so <laughs> well, I don't want to jump up. We've got another 10 minutes or so, so we're okay. doing fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I really, my passion has always been around teaching. Mm -hmm. Even when I, um, each, each year as a professor, 
they they would have uh, a, a short bio that would be on our uh, campus website, mm-hmm. and we would have to up, update it all the time. And it was interesting because even you know, and this is more or less what I wrote that even though I had visited all fifty states, I've been I've been to various countries in Europe and in Asia and in South America. The one place I've always loved best is being in the classroom. Mm. Yeah. 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 It. 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 Um... This this is probably what any any of us who used to go to those summer yeah. meetings yeah. Uh, would say, and it's been really tough. Uh, I've been out of out of professoriate for five years, so yeah. I I didn't have to go through what our current colleagues yeah. had to agonize through in many cases, yeah. going from that love of place, uh, being in present, you know, yeah. first person with fellow human beings called classroom versus the what we're doing now now i think we've done a pretty darn good job warming up this environment teaching and learning but you know i call me old-fashioned i mean i'd much prefer sitting with you uh with a glass of beer in front of me <laughs> in your living room i agree looking out at the lovely colorado weather <laughs> I, agree. I agree i don't have beer here but i do have wine <laughs> oh, okay, I'll take it. Uh, but that's true. So you mentioned that you thought of a story post BGS. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, because this is something that actually I know you had. I know you were trying to get in touch with me earlier on, mm-hmm. or earlier on, like early part of 2021. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason. I seem to not respond to it until recently. And sure, I can say that, uh, you know, maybe I, you know, I just was too busy or, you know, I, I'm sure I could come up with an answer as to <laughs> where your initial invitations came from. But the bottom line is, it's not until last week I was at a, uh, a Zoom call with my former university that I, and this is the experience that I wanted to share with you, that I really began to realize that I still had a place in this world, so yes, to speak. Sir. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Um, it was a, a Zoom, there's, I have had the, you know, the good fortune of being invited to teach in this new online MBA program at Bowling Green State University. And I've been, you know, I've, I've been teaching. This is uh, my first class, I think, was in 2000. Yeah, it was in uh, 2020. And I had just retired anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I had been working with some uh, people to structure the course. And I was all set. I'm sitting here in Bo- uh, in Colorado and getting ready to teach online, uh, an online course anyway, when mm-hmm. COVID hit. Okay. So everybody else was rushing to get oh, yeah. this stuff. Yeah, and I was, 
I was already planning on teaching from online. There you go. But anyway, so I taught in that in the program. Uh, I think I had already had, or I had that class. I taught during the summer, and I taught the beginning part of. Uh, actually, I guess I've taught four classes now. Wow. Uh, and uh, but they were all the same. Yeah. Anyway, so I go to this meeting. Well, I'm on the Zoom call. And, you know, it's all the current faculty and, you know, some of my old colleagues, shouldn't mm. say old, some of my former colleagues. There you go. You know, and uh, stuff like that. And I, you know, I have had in the past a reputation of uh, somewhat being, void, you know, boisterous or uh, sharing my thoughts. But because I'm, you know, I'm retired now, and so I, I'm sitting. I first off, I wasn't even sure I was going to be at this thing, but they had reached out to me, and so I show up, and I'm on the Zoom call, and I'm sitting there quietly, throughout most of the conversation, mm -hmm. and they're asking questions, and there's the. Uh, uh, woman who's uh, conducting the meeting, and I'm sitting there quietly. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, she says, well, is there anybody who has anything to add? And I'm sitting there quietly. You know, and keep in mind, I have taught at this point, I think three or four times, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there quietly. And next thing you know, she's there, Jane. I'm glad you're here. Can you share with us your experience? Uh-huh. And so I did. Yeah. And then there were, uh, then the associate dean a little bit later brings up, um, she asked the, you know, then there were like 25 of us on, on the call and the associate dean says, uh, by the way, uh, is, has anybody else had, this, had a such and such experience beyond Jane? Well, I was yeah. one. And then there was another time that also that so and the new chair of my department who I've been working with, mm -hmm. he brings up my name. There you go. And I said, and I'm realizing that I still have stuff to offer. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. So that 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 really confirms my claim at the beginning of this call. You know, you you just you just can't put a teacher in the corner and ask no. her to be quiet. No. Now no. you were, that was your choice. But yeah. as soon as you were recognized, out comes all of this great wisdom yes. and practical information yes. because you're exactly. a practical person. Exactly. And, and, and it's a program that you're still supporting yes. a course at a time. And you're still doing yes. what you said a, a few moments ago. And that is you're there in, in, invoking the possibility that these students will become, if not already, business leaders. Yes. And where else would we want them to come from but an OB base? You know, we yes. want them to Absolutely. care about people, care about yep. change. Peter Vale and I want them to care about practice, you know, yep. so yep. you're right in, the, right in the league with a, a bunch of us who will not give it up. <laughs> I, I do it with podcasts. You do yep. it with Zoom and supporting classes. But uh, one last question as we are now yeah. getting to the That's end of time. 
Now, you mentioned when we were just getting started before I started recording that you're doing some things now in your community as well. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. What the heck? I've been, I have, although I had been involved from a political perspective when I was at Bowling Green, I tended not to allow my views. I remember it was in the early 2000s, and I remember one of the students said, Dr. Wheeler, I'm a little confused. We just had a debate as to whether or not we support the Republican or the Democrat. Mm -hmm. And you being from Boston, it would only make sense if you supported the Democrat. <laughs> However, af after the way you facilitated the discussion, I have no idea which what you are, whether or not you're Democrat or Republican. Yeah. And I smiled. Yeah. You know, because I had accomplished what my intention was at yeah. that time. Yeah. However, in answer to your question now, I have allowed myself to get involved in the local commu uh, democratic community mm -hmm. where I am treasurer of the, uh, the Montezuma County Democrats. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, how's it Montezuma? Well, yeah, really, exactly. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, given our times, yeah. and I'm not talking political, yeah. given the fact that we need active uh, concern and honest people in either party yes. uh, getting ready for the next election or yes. two. Uh, thank goodness that you were able yeah. to um, remove, remove your cover and just say, <laughs> okay, here's who I am. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's cool that everyone thinks that we up, up in our way in New England think that we're all Kennedy Democrats. Actually, I was, but I never let my students know either. I exactly. Think, I think exactly. they guessed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jane, I, I, I just am so glad that you, you finally did let me catch you because <laughs> I was hoping that you were okay. And, and yeah. the only reason my email was being missed is you thought I was spam. <laughs> <laughs> I think that too. <laughs> I think I, yeah, there I, there's Firon in the junk yeah. mail. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, we, we, we're, we're very fortunate people to be able to reflect on years of excellence in our life yeah. and look forward to some more. Uh, and, and I'm wishing you now very good health for the rest of time until, yes. until it's both our time. And I'll, I will let you know when this is being uh, put out there for the world. Uh, and then you can reach back to Theo and say, yeah. hey, Theo, you know, <laughs> beer on listen. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay, Jane, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Practice Podcasts, where we discuss practice with a capital P. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to inactionresearch.com slash podcast dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to inactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon.